When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. All right, Al. I, I dropped the ball. I'm not going to lie. There was what we probably went through a couple of different weeks where yeah. I forgot that my favorite thing to do after Ask Slee was to continue doing Ask Slee, the next segment. Right. I, I kind of dropped the ball on that. Are you ready to just a, a couple of bonus ones? This is from sure. Ronell. Sure, Trev. Yeah, that sounds good, man. <laughs> what is your go-to holiday going. drink? Hashtag Ask Slee. It's a good question. Go-to holiday drink. Yeah, you're gonna. You, you said you're not an eggnog guy. That, that, definitely that not. Middle Eastern culture guy. is not really eggnog yeah, centric. Yeah, let's just say my <laughs> my uncle who grew up in Iraq is not coming into the house on Thanksgiving saying, "Guys, hey, I brought eggnog." Did you? Yeah, pretty sure. So he what's did not. what's what's uh, Sliwa's uncle bringing? What's he coming through? It's a holiday celebration at the Sliwa's, and what's in his? They shopping they bag? do this. They do this thing. It's like, uh, how do I describe this? And I, I, I know what it's called, but it's like, almost like a black licorice liquor. It's not Sambuca. Okay. Sambuca's got a little black licorice action going on. No, it's it's. Um, there's only certain places that you buy it. I think there's specific like Middle Eastern stores that you can go to to buy it. Um, is it black they bring that, but it... I'm. No, it it's not black. It doesn't look like coffee? No, it's, okay. not, no, it's not like a Jägermeister. It doesn't look like a okay. Jäger or anything like that. <laughs> but I, I'm not the biggest fan of that. Bro, I, I mean, listen, wine, some a, a lot yeah, of dark liquors. I'm good if, to go. I, I don't, I, I don't I know said, if hey, I'm Al, doing a – You want an Irish coffee real quick? How about we throw that in there? I know it's not – but it's hot. It's, it's a little sweet. It's got a big shot of whiskey in it. It's not a bad way to go. It's not a bad way to go. It's just not uh, – it's not like I'm going out of my way to make one of those. <laughs> no, they're they're a little labor intensive. I get it. You ready for one uh, definition of what's yours? Cred? By the way, what what uh, is yours? Irish coffee. I don't eggnog is yeah. just repulsive. I just can't. I just can't. I used to like it as a kid, but I'm out. What on are that. other What are other holiday liquors? Um. Well, there's hot toddies. You okay. could you, you could do that. There's spiced uh, apple cider, hot yeah, apple cider. That's, with that's a little... my drink to go. Yeah, it's that, great. That's that's not. It's I not have one of those thing. every morning. <laughs> Crack your just knuckles kinda, and just have to the get hot the cider. day started. Get the day started, you know? Get the engine yeah. on. Or spiked hot word. chocolate. That's good too. Not bad. Peppermint peppermint schnapps with some hot chocolate. Hard pass. But uh the other ones the other ones I'm with you for. And then there's a definition of street cred. You want that real quick, Al? Yep. I want it. it says street cred this is from Anthony Rincone. Anthony, mm-hmm. thank you. He's a regular. Love hearing from you, Anthony. Street cred By the way, the way he describes it will also determine if he has street cred or not. Let's hear it. let's hear what he says. <laughs> street ca- street cred is when you're welcome anywhere, get invited to most things, or if someone notices you anywhere local, they shout out Slee, even if it's Jamba Juice. <laughs> so under under that definition, do uh, you have street cred? Uh, that's not bad. No, no. That, yeah, that's me neither. Yeah, me neither. I, that's I not what it is. That. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Slee at Insurance. Jamba Juice. Dude, dude. Hey, you're not going to believe who I saw at Jamba Juice. <laughs> Sliwa was there. 
He got a he cold just got buster. a water. It was weird. He didn't order anything. He was all over a strawberry cheap ass. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. All right. Um, why why are we so lucky? Because so usually it, it's kind of all or nothing, and this year it's all. Every one of these primetime games. Oh, you screwed it up, bro. Fantastic. You just screwed it up. Yeah, it's going to keep rolling. The fact that you noticed it. This is the thing you do. Noticed it. I watched the Bengals and the the Jags play on a Thursday night, and it was awesome. You talked about the – you always talk about the baseball gods, and you have to – like there's certain things you should do, you shouldn't do. This is an unwritten rule in sports, too, when something's working, something is flowing, something is going, leave it alone. Don't do that. No, look. Monday's Monday night football game between the Saints and the Seahawks might have been the worst football game ever played. But it was close. I'm, not, I'm, I'm not saying it was close. <laughs> I'm not saying that you bat a thousand. I'm saying that we've had a whole bunch. And last night's game oh, was, was incredibly. Game. It was weird too, right? It, it wasn't. It wasn't a great game, as in it was a 38-34 shootout. Um, Kyler Murray's taking the Cardinals down the field. Uh, every other possession, it's Aaron Rodgers throwing 60 yards. No, it wasn't that at all. But it was a very entertaining game. It, it had a goal line stand after mm-hmm. a review. It had a team going basically 99 yards to set up the winning touchdown as time was expiring. It had a longtime high-level wide receiver in A.J. Green. From what I can tell, no one's really putting the finger on anybody, but it looks to me like he didn't know the play. No, he because, didn't know the play. It, it looked it, like he was blocking. Because he, he was. Mm-hmm. He was trying to, to block. You saw an unbelievable interception at the end, and the best part of it all, Al, this is all good news for the Rams, that you have a handful of teams. They've got five teams in the NFC that all feel like they're in the same boat. You've got the Rams, the Cardinals, the Packers, the Bucks, and the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And the Rams are going to play. They've already played the Bucks and won. They're going to play Arizona again, so they have a chance to even the score there. And they're yep. going to go to Green Bay here in about a month, give or take, with a chance to put another loss on them. The Rams, and I know that there's a long way to go. I know that this is only week eight. But the Rams really kind of have control of their own control destiny. Control their own destiny. Their, their yep. schedule is really tough. The second mm-hmm. half of their schedule is very, very arduous. But the fact of the matter is they're good, and they have a chance to be that one team in the, in the conference that doesn't have to play on that first weekend. So it's kind of interesting. You're, you're looking yesterday at the game, and, of course, you know you want Arizona to lose because if Arizona loses, the advantage obviously is clear-cut that the Rams now have a path to go win the division. At the same time, you know we talked about this yesterday – if there's one place you want to try avoid playing in January, mm-hmm. it's Lambeau Field, right? It's the Green Bay Packers. And, you know, yesterday we we were doing our pickums, and you guys were telling me which players are not playing, right? By the a way, lot you of his... got last night's game right. You're 1-0, and so maybe you're going to have another one of those weeks. Let me tell you something. It was 7 <laughs> nothing before I blinked, and I'm like, well, screw that one up, okay? <laughs> but, 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 Trav, why would the Packers have won that game? Like, think about it. All the threats that they have – their main threats were gone. Um, I know he still has other players that uh, he can throw to, but they relied on their running game a ton. Arizona was in a game and felt like they shouldn't have been in a game because you had three turnovers and, and Green Bay didn't have any. But I'm, I'm, I know in my head it's good for the Rams for Arizona to lose. But I'm also thinking in the back of my mind, if Green Bay ends up with the best record hypothetically in the NFC. No one wants to go to Lambeau. Nobody does. Maybe Tom Brady's the only one that's saying, I don't care. You know what? Let me go to Lambeau and let, let me let me go to that environment, which I used to have back in Foxborough in the days. But that that was those were the two things going through my mind. But you are right. Obviously, Rams now have a chance because of their schedule, who they have in front of them, control their own destiny. Let me throw this out there because 
I, I think we got a good glimpse at it last night. And you're right, the Ram, but the Rams do go to Lambeau Field in November with a chance to give them another loss and stay the hell out of there come January potentially. Yep. The way they had to do it last year, you know. And they, you know, if Aaron Donald isn't hurt, who knows how that game goes? Sure. In, in sure. retrospect, you know, Goff, the Goff situation was kind of cloudy. He had a bad thumb, and Wolford wanted to start. But the reason that the Rams weren't really in that game is because Aaron Donald was hurt. So injury is mm-hmm. obviously a huge part of it. But watching that last night, seeing the Bucks in SoFi a few weeks ago, seeing the Rams in the way that they looked against Arizona, but seeing the Rams in every other game, I don't know if there is a team out of that five that is there better isn't. than the others. No, and, you're and, right and about it, that. And it's going to come down. They're, they're all good, and none of them are great. There's, there's this level that somebody may get to by the time we get to the playoffs. But as you look at it right now, this is why I think home field is so important for whoever ends up getting it because I don't think the gaps between these teams, I was going to say, aren't significant. I don't think they exist. I think if you played a round-robin tournament with those five teams, everybody's coming out with about the same record. It's just a matter of are you at home? Do you get a lucky bounce? Are you a little healthier? So anything that you can – I know it's early. you still got, what, we've got 10 weeks left in the season, yeah. or 11, 11 actually – you got to find a way to win as many of these games because being at home might be the difference. Packers have won seven games in a row. And like we were just saying, if it wasn't for a wide receiver, that has no idea that they're running a play for him. Um, maybe Green Bay doesn't intercept the ball. At absolute worst, they send the game into overtime. Uh, they've won seven in a row. Arizona, that's their only loss of the season. Like, let, let's just take a quick second back. That's the first time Arizona has lost, and we saw what they did, you know, obviously earlier this season against the Rams. Rams took care of Tampa. Tampa's won four games in a row. Rams have obviously looked good for the most part, except that game in Arizona. And, and I think, you know, you said something earlier. We were, we were talking about, you know, prepping and how, or during our prep, how they have had a favorable schedule for three straight weeks. Mm-hmm. It's going to balance itself out because sure. between these five teams, between Green Bay, Arizona, Tampa, the Rams, and Dallas, um, the Rams have the second toughest schedule of those teams. Green Bay has the toughest one. But I, the, the reason why I bring that up, doesn't it now seem the games that you're supposed to just win and handle? Don't you want to feel like at halftime this thing's 28-3 against Houston? Get the hell out of the way. Have your guys healthy and start moving on to the next week. I would love to hear I would love to see John Wolford play on Sunday because Matt Stafford is resting and laughing on the sidelines. Not because he has to play, but because they choose to put him into the game. I, I would love to see Emily made up a good point this morning that we were talking about that last year the Steelers were the last unbeaten team. There was no moment where at any point in the season sure. where we thought that the Steelers were the best were the team. Best in the team. League, mm-hmm. Right? They they were good, but they were not the best team. I, I kind of watching Arizona again, and I've only seen them beginning to end twice all season. I saw them against the the Rams, the Rams. when they were at SoFi, and I watched them last night. They're good. Don't get me wrong, but what was the la- what was the last image we saw of Kyler Murray last night? Uh, the last limping, thing we saw. limping there off the field. Limping yep. off the field. Kyler Murray, we talked about it yesterday, is not a big mm-hmm. man. He's an incredibly athletic guy. He's a really good quarterback. He's super fun to watch. But you saw him take a couple of shots last night. And at the end of the like night, he got his he's, ankle tangled up yeah, there. One of those second on last. one of the slides, right? Yep. So th- these things add add up. These things are the little things that say, okay, sure, you're the last team to lose a game, and you're a good team. But I'm not putting any of my eggs in the Arizona basket. I, I you, Tom Brady or Kyler Murray, Tom Brady. The Cowboys and all the weapons that they have or Kyler Murray, Cowboys. The Packers and Aaron Rodgers, the Packers. The Rams and all the weapons that they have, maybe that's the one because we've seen it up close and they tattooed them. 
But that was early in the season. All this stuff kind of changes. So with all that being said, I think this is the most fascinating story about the NFL season as we go into week seven, eight, right? The most fascinating is this. You just you just um, called out five different teams in the NFC, and none of them really stood out. AFC. And I think we could do this uh, when we come back. We could look at the Chargers, we could look at the Raiders, look at some of these other teams. Trav, the AFC, there is no clear-cut favorite coming out of the AFC as well. We'll talk about that coming up next. Uh, stay right here. This is the Travis and Sliwa Show on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 16 peanut butter cups, not a chance. No, no chance, no interest, no desire. Now, if you said to me, I need you to take down 16 chicken wings, I'm your man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can do that more. in my sleep. Yeah, that's much more. I'm with you on that. If somebody said, hey, Al, here's 12 butterfingers, why, why don't you put these down? That's not happening. It's not happening. <laughs> You'd have no fillings left in your head. Whatever teeth you have uh, remaining would be rotted to them. So you got to eat 16 of something. What's the choice? 16 of something? Yeah. Um... Something that we're pushing the envelope just a little bit. We're wings is a, a really good one because yeah, that's wings also, also portion. Uh, it's a, that's six, a solid six, portion. 16 fried shrimp. Could you do it? <laughs> yeah, I could do it. 16 <laughs> mozzarella mozzarella sticks. Ooh, that's a good one. Now, that would that, that may cause problems later on. Yeah, that's gross. That's a lot of cheese. I think I could do that, too. <laughs> that's a, that's a lot of cheese. But none of these are appealing at all. 16, even wings. even if it was something, wings sounds pretty good, Al. Wings is the only one that you're like, okay, that seems that seems like it can happen. I'm not talking like giant regular size slices, but what if I gave you like 16 mini slices of pizza? That's maybe a, a quarter of the regular. So we're talking four slices of pizza. Could you take that down real yeah. easy? Take down four. There you go. There you go. Yeah, we're seeing there's, there's stuff out there. Travis Sleeves brought to you by Goodyear. With you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear more driven. We've talked a lot about uh, the Rams and where they are. And you're right, Al. They better have put themselves in a position to kind of take their foot off the gas by the third quarter, or at least well, halfway through it. And more than anything else, Travis, because it's a 14-and-a-half-point spread. Yeah. I'm going to be stressing in front of the TV at 10 a.m. because I picked <laughs> the over. So now I need them to win by more than two touchdowns. I- I'm just putting this out there. I would like to win, too. But you do know that we didn't actually wager anything, right? <laughs> this is just to to talk junk at each other. I think I'm more stressed about the pickums than I am the show, <laughs> my future. It just, well, the pickums for some reason, has kind of taken over everything. Chargers can go right back to the top of the list if they yep. beat the Patriots this week. I mean, and again, like the NFC, I think maybe a little bit different because I don't know that maybe other than Buffalo in the AFC, you look at the other, whether it's the Chargers or Tennessee, or, you know, some of the, there's obviously the Chiefs are still in the mix. I think you got the Browns, you got the Ravens. I don't know if there's anybody in the AFC that says them right there, that's the team to beat. Maybe Buffalo by a little bit, but if San Diego, if the Chargers beat the Patriots t- uh, tomorrow or Sunday, I think that they're 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 at least on that top line. You cannot put them in tier two if they beat the Pats. Well, this is it's funny how much your history comes into play. 
Okay, so let's use this weekend as an example. Chargers taking on the Patriots. Um, I, I have personally got to see the Patriots every important game take down the Chargers, right? It doesn't matter if the Chargers had a good record. It doesn't matter if they're the favorites. I, I have got opportunities to witness that kind of unfold. And I'm sure there's a lot of Charger fans out there, even though Tom Brady's not there anymore, that kind of they still think about that, even though it's a Chargers team that's trying to erase their past. Okay, hey, this is a different quarterback. He hasn't been in those predicaments or situations before. This is a different head coach. This is a different – granted, still same ownership, still this, still that, all that other stuff. But that, that that's the part, I think, with the Chargers because they're so young. And I don't think – listen – Nobody's sitting back saying, oh, well, Cincinnati's got a path to the AFC championship game. Nobody's saying that about the Raiders. I think Tennessee's an interesting interesting team. I think Baltimore's an interesting team. I think Buffalo's an interesting team. The reason why those three teams are interesting is because they've been in predicaments over the last couple of years where they played in those type of games. Look, the, these things don't just stay the same forever, but I, th- mm-hmm. I think you brought up a good point about the Chargers and their history against New England and New England with Bill Belichick and everything else. And let me ask you this. Yeah. What what would you rather your favorite team? Would you rather have which of these two following situations? Because one is the Patriots situation and the other one is the Chargers situation. The Chargers situation is this. An organization that at the very top of the yeah. the the org chart is mm-hmm. not solid, right? You got the Spanishes that are kind of all over the place. They they've they've demonstrated over the course yep. of the last then mowing years. the rent check to to <laughs> Kronke. Right. Yep. Right. But They've got a dynamic quarterback in mm-hmm. Justin Herbert that appears that he's going to be very good for a very long time. It appears that they've got a coach in uh, Brandon Staley that is going to be very good. Mm-hmm. Or would you rather have the New England situation where you have an owner that is very stable and gets out of the way and lets people do what they need to do and a head coach that is as pedigreed as anybody that's ever been with a quarterback that is good, maybe not great? I think this describes people. Let me give you an example here. Do you want to just have a freaking rager this weekend in Vegas? You want to just go no, all – you're I not thinking pee. about tomorrow. I'd like pee. Give me B. <laughs> I don't need not, to hear the other option. You're not thinking about tomorrow. You're not. Th- you're just going all freaking in, and it could be a, the biggest wild card you could possibly think of. You might have the greatest time in the world, or you might end up in jail. Okay? Like, there's no, there's no in between. There's no in between. I think with the Patriots, when I when I make these comparisons, it's the you know what you're going to get. You know that that organization is it's sustainable. You know that yes, you might have a run like the Chargers and get to the playoffs and you're 14 and two, but then you're out in the first round. Like those things have happened to the Chargers before. With the Patriots, I, I, man, everything, and I think we see this in sports when the top of your organization is stable, it just trickles all the way down. And I don't think you've ever used those with the Chargers. I don't think you've ever used, oh, that's a stable organization. I don't think you've ever used that. You've definitely used that with some of these other teams, including the Patriots. You can have good players. You can have a good coach. You can have uh, some moments where the team functions really well. But if the ownership is bad, you're in deep trouble. It, it, it may Once in a while, you may get all the pieces lined up and the owner will manage not to jack it up. Sure. But if you if you have a good owner – Everything else is is much more likely to remain in place and have it work. Do you remember? Look, look at the Lakers. Well, at the I, was, Lakers. I was just gonna say, do, do you remember? Just because we're going back to we today's the anniversary of LeBron's first game in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when he left Cleveland? The right? Comic Sans, you know, screw you letter to LeBron James from the owner of the team. Yes, I remember. My favorite quote from that letter was Dan Gilbert saying, 
we're going to win a championship before you. I'm like, what, what are you nine? What the hell didn't are you he, talking about? Didn't he also call him the so-called king? <laughs> it's like, dude, stop. You're embarrassing yourself. Very, very uh, – this does not happen often where you can have a good enough player to actually go through even more obstacles than just the opponents but go through the obstacles of your organization, right? Like mm. your leadership, the, the the individuals that are running the entire thing. Um, but I, I think a Dan Gilbert right away because you're right. There are certain owners out there that just don't know what the hell they're doing or they want to be involved all the time or they want to have their hands in the mix in every single decision rather than having the – um, the self-confidence of saying, let me put the best people in the best position and get the hell out of the way, that's that's how I describe some of these NFL teams. All right, let's go to the college game real quick here because they're getting together this weekend, the powers that be, the conferences, the commissioners, all of these things, the college football playoff management committee, the guys that make the shot, they, they, they call the shots, right? And they're going to try to figure out what to do with the college playoff uh, next. We're, we're currently at four. It feels like it's going to expand. The ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12, they all want to at least go to eight. Maybe yep. there's some some push for 12 along the way. The SEC is basically like, we like it the way it is because they've got a monopoly on getting teams in and, and certainly maybe more than one team. Here, Here's the rub. Yep. If they open this thing up to eight, and certainly mm-hmm. if they open it up to 12, Mm-hmm. The USC job, I think, becomes even more appealing because if USC can pitch to their next head coach, let's just say it's Luke Fickle and he's deciding between LSU and USC, which seems like a a, a pretty positive uh, development. You can say, look, if you go to LSU, you got to beat Alabama, you got to beat Auburn, you got to beat Texas A&M, you got to beat Georgia, you got to beat Florida, you got to beat Tennessee, you got to beat Ole Miss, you got to beat all of these teams, and maybe there's two spots available out of your league. If you come over here to SC – you got to go beat Oregon. That's it. The rest of this league, if you get the right players, you're going to run over everyone else in this league. Is that not a compelling argument? The Pac-12 should be in there jumping up and down saying, more, 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 more. Give us eight. Give us 12. Give us as many as you want because if we have an automatic seat at the table in in the Pac-12, it's basically an SC and Oregon race probably three out of every five years. First of all, the Pac-12 should be in these meetings. They should be – they should tell them, hey, you guys stay in the lobby. The big boys are going to – we're going to have our own meeting. We're going to have a conversation upstairs. We'll kind of trickle down the information. So why don't all the Pac-12 representatives Wait stay in the lobby, phone. help yourself, grab a cup of coffee. <laughs> grab a cup of, there's water over there. Our um, assistants will be down to tell you when it's your turn to come into the room. Do you guys see those Nature Valley <laughs> trail mix over there? Grab yourself one of those. Those um, are good, by the way. Don't sleep yeah. on those. And then while they're all sitting in the lobby – they're just bringing up like lobster and steak up the elevator, <laughs> catered from Morton's for the real conferences. Okay. <laughs> yeah, look, we're the adults are making yeah, the, these the big boys uh, have <laughs> yeah, some business to take care of. <laughs> yeah, we'll let you guys know when it's your turn to be in here. Uh, hey, the, Jeff, wait, I got, I got one more here. <laughs> Bag twelve could just sit back. They just, hey, play we. Play Wii for a while. Maybe you guys could just stay downstairs. Why don't you get play your the tennis Wii game? Get your buddies from the AAC and the Mountain West 
Why don't you guys go over there? We got a we got a whole thing. We got a PlayStation set up. We've got a jungle gym. Uh, if you guys want to go out back and, and play hopscotch, it's cool. You, you guys, well, the, the uh. SEC and the Big Ten and the ACC, we're in here making important decisions. You guys, hey, San Diego State, not you two. You go over there. No, no, why, why did no San Diego State? It leaves San Diego State Because they're the man. best team in the, they're the, oh, best yeah, team in the Mountain West. Listen, let me tell you something. San Diego State can't go up to the meeting. We know that. They're not up at the meeting. But they're also, you know, they might be, hey, we're just going to wait in the car. We want to – we'll sit in the car. As soon as it trickles down to the Pac-12, maybe then it trickles down to us. Why not? Why not? Look, the more seats at the table, the better it is. Look, the Pac-12 is terrible this year. It's not going to be terrible forever. These things yeah. can kind of ebb and flow a little bit. But coming out of the Pac-12, if there's an automatic bid, if we have mm-hmm. – let's say we have eight. The five power conferences all get an automatic bid. Then you've got a, a three at large. That would include Notre Dame potentially, you know, all of the Big East, all these other conferences. You guys get a chance to get a seat at the table as well. But if all I have to do is go through the Pac-12, I, I don't know if that's not the easiest path of the bunch. Okay. Between the two, eight or 12, what would you eight. personally, personally? Here, eight, and here's why. Mm-hmm. Football, it, it's not a series, right? It's, it's yep. a one and done. We're going to yep. go in here. I don't – so. The 12th best team in the country at any point, let's say it's Michigan State this year, and they're a little bit better than that, and that, that's mm-hmm. not even a really good example. But let's say the 12th best team in the country is San, is, is I was going to say, Diego let's State. say San Diego State. Yep. It's San Diego State. And yep. San Diego State goes and play, and, and you're going to have to check your uh, alumnus at the door. Sure. But let's say they're the 12th seed. They're going up and they against got Georgia. seed, Georgia. Yep. And they run a trick play and beat them. Is that good for the college football playoff to have the best team in the country out on somebody that is not one of the 12 best teams in the country? So that, the, that's the not – three or four best? That's not the argument I would make. The argument I think that would be better in this situation is – if there's one thing college football does, they value the regular season. And I'm the – listen, I'm the same guy saying, hey, Major League Baseball, you need a couple more playoff teams. I am I am a fan of playoffs. I think you should expand the playoffs. If you go from four to eight, I feel like that's the perfect number. The right ones get in. The wrong ones aren't a part of the mix. All right. Factor cap is coming up next, and we have some breaking Rams news as well that I want to get into, some very important Rams news that is waiting for us on the other side. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. All right, do you know 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? It's not that surprising. Travis and I keep emphasizing it. The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. Trav, tell them a little bit about Stat Hero. Well, Stat Hero, the best part about it is you get to see the other lineups. You get to decide exactly who it is that you're going to go up and play against. If you see a lineup that you don't like, skip it and go find another one and find one that you feel like you can beat. For instance, yesterday I saw the one you, you mentioned, Slee, Stafford and Tom Brady. I don't want nope, any part of not that. not that. You know who I decided? I just found a different one where I get to go and pick Patrick Mahomes in my league and go up mm-hmm. against Lamar Jackson. I like that matchup a little bit better in this situation. Probably so don't like Mahomes either. Uh, I do like Mahomes. They're playing the Giants. He's gonna. He's coming back, baby. I get back on the right side of things on Stat Hero, riding Patrick Mahomes. All right, you're in total control. Stat Hero is DFS the way it is meant to be, like Trav mentioned, one-on-one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash 710 ESPN. You could sign up for free. Stathero.com slash 710 ESPN. Sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. Trevor Lawrence and Travis Kelsey. I'm all over that one. Get in there. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. 
How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, little breaking news right here. Uh, the Rams, according to uh, a, a tweet right here, that the Rams and wide receiver Deshaun Jackson, this according to Ian Rappaport, have mutually agreed to seek a trade partner, mm. sources tell him. The 35-year-old, or excuse me, 34-year-old can still run, averaging 27.6 yards per catch this season, including a 75-yard TD. So the Rams and Deshaun Jackson uh, agreeing to try to find a, a way to trade him to a different team. And I'm not surprised. surprised. Not surprised. No, yeah. not, not, not even a little. That mm-hmm. that. Since they hit that home run to him, the 75-yard touchdown, the, the ball never goes his way. They really don't even target him. That Cooper Cup's getting 10 catches a week. That Robert Woods is getting sure. a whole bunch of looks. Tyler Higby gets a handful of looks along the way. They throw the ball to their backs out of the backfield. And Van Jefferson has really started to establish himself as that third wide receiver. He's a very athletic guy. He made a great catch for a touchdown last week against the Lions going up to get it. That this is happening right now, it doesn't surprise me at all. Is this uh, just the equivalent? We were just talking about all the NCAA conferences. Is he like the Mountain West right now on this team? <laughs> he's he's Air Force. <laughs> yeah. He's he's yeah. Hey, what about me? Yeah, we'll get to you when we get to you. No, not not uh, so, a surprise so, at all. So so when you say it's not a surprise, um, is this a small deal? Not not that big of a deal. Just simply because, like you said, they're targeting all these other players. Um, is it just one of those, hey, it's nice to have him there. It could be a deep threat, but you're not going to him, so it's not that big of a deal. You're not using him. It, yeah. it, I don't think it's really that much of a loss if you're not using him. If they were trying to get the ball down the field to him sure. and just were unsuccessful and unable to do it, then at Different least that's part of the offense. Yeah. But that's just, that's just not what's happening along the way. Let's do a little factor cap right now. No cap. It is cap. It's not a cap. It's the cap. It's cap, cap, cap. It's a cap. It's definitely a cap. <laughs> Somebody actually hit us up on Twitter saying, what is a cap? And it's not a cap. We've been over this. It's just okay. cap. Lies. They said, BS. what is cap? Not they said, true. what is cap? Right? And I just kind of was like, you know what? We're too cool to have to respond to that because yeah, bro, you, you should know, know that. You don't know. You, you should know, know that, bro. Know. You're either on the inside or you're not. Like me and Al. <laughs> We're on the inside. <laughs> All right. So uh, for those There's who are- your setup. <laughs> Uh, for those who don't know, I just moved to Los Angeles uh, this oh. summer, so I have a couple friends that are visiting, and mm-hmm. um, it just gives me an excuse to do some of the touristy st- things that I've kind of been avoiding. So, you actually enjoy doing touristy things in Los Angeles. Travis, is this factor cap? Yeah, I don't hate it. I, I, I'll say that's fact. There, there are some, you know what, there's a handful of things that I still have never done in this city that I would like to do that are super touristy along the way, but it's always kind of fun to take people around to the, the more 
classic stops and show them some of the things. The, the one thing at the list that I've never done that's super touristy, but I want to do it, I want to hike up to the Hollywood sign. I still I still have mm. never done that, but I'd like to check that one off the list. Have you done Runyon? Do you do Runyon I have. at all? Yeah. I have done that, yeah. Shirt off the whole way? The whole way. Mm-hmm. I don't even bring one. I just, I just I leave the house without when I drive over yep. in my in my car. I do I a barefoot. I, I do a barefoot typically, <laughs> and I park I park like probably a mile down the hill just to get a just, workout. Just to get the workout in. Yep. <laughs> so what about you, Al? Um. Uh, so I'm 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 good on the touristy stuff. Now, if you did, let me just use as an example, Emily. If you had a friend come to town and you're like, hey, I'm going to show you a little bit around Los Angeles. Chav, I kind of fall into the same category as you say. I swear nine of ten of those things on the touristy list, I'd be like, I I have not even done that. I've been in L.A. for 12 years, and there's probably <laughs> a ton of things that I haven't done. I mean, everybody does the, you know, the walk, uh, the the Hollywood. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Everybody does that. I'm trying to think other tours. You ever take one of those? Santa Monica Pier, uh, yep. Hollywood, a studio sign, tour, the Griffith Park Observatory, Disney. No, okay, have you guys no, done the La Brea Tar Pits? La Brea Tar Pits. There you go. Okay, here's another one that I think. Uh, d- did you and Emily? I don't know if you've done this yet, and will you do this? You ever get on one of those buses that go through no. you around? That's any the of that worst stuff? thing. Imagine if someone saw you on one of those. Then what would they think? You know, I got to be <laughs> honest with you. And you can't recover I gotta be from honest. something like that. That's I think a, we should do it. Trav, I think we should do it. <laughs> do it. We should do a comrades. whole show from yeah, the bus. I was just going to say. I think we should do, do it. The a TMZ tour. And go, and go do it. Emily, what do you have touristy planned for your friends? So I, I definitely want to do a studio tour. So what I've been waiting for someone to come is I want to do the Warner Brothers lot, mostly because I want to see mm. what Gilmore Girls was shot and, you know, all these. <laughs> Another famous course, thing. So that's course. what I want to do, and I have to have someone with me because I can't go by myself. So there you go. That's that's what I'm waiting for. So next up, someone who is too into Halloween is a red flag. Alan, is this Master Cap? All right. So I, I'm not going to go. If people get super excited about a holiday, it's all good. They could do their thing. I'm just. I find Halloween so far off the list of things that I look forward to. And I don't know what it is. I don't know why. I mean, maybe – I think actually, you know when it's going to change, Trev? You know, you got your own house, got a couple kids. Then it's going to kind of maybe be full circle here. And then plus, one of the things uh, I'm sure that kids coming up and, uh, and and ringing the doorbell getting some candy, maybe we'll kind of have a full circle. But since college, I'm like, what are we doing here? Are we, is people still that excited about Halloween? First of all, let me let me help you with this. Yeah. When you have your own place and your own kids, or Halloween actually becomes far, far, far worse because now you're responsible for other people and making sure that they don't run out in the street and everything. At least else. there's a get... at least there's a purpose. <laughs> well, the the other purpose is you just turn off the lights and sit inside. There's nothing I like more than ruining do you do someone that? else's. No, good don't time. do that. Don't be no, that guy. I don't. Okay, I don't. I but no, say. I Halloween is one of those things that's polarizing, right? I, I'm not a Halloween. I think I fall into your category, Al. I'm yeah. not a huge Halloween guy, but I am in the extreme minority in my household. The other four people that are members of my family are all enthusiastic Halloween mm. participants, so I kind of I kind of get dragged does, along with it. Does the Pac-12 kind of fall into this again, where they're <laughs> like the kids that are going into the house, they have their little <laughs> – they have their little Halloween basket, and it's the SCC saying, oh, look at you guys. Here's an Almond Joy. Why don't you go about your day? <laughs> they get the Jolly Ranchers. They don't get the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. They they, they get the They sour get Tootsie Apple Rolls Jolly and Gobstoppers. <laughs> oh, look at you, cute little Trojans and Bruins. You guys, wait, way to go. Here's oh, a, what happened to the Pac-12? What happened to the Pac-12? Nothing good. So over the past few days, I've had some Twitter rumblings about the Cricket World Cup. I know it's not really on everybody else's radar, but it was interesting to me to see it come up. Speak for yourself. (laughs) So um, I don't watch it regularly, but sometimes I'll just 
put it on if it's on. Um, Cricket? Yeah, occasionally. Okay. I don't super understand it, but no one does. it's funny to watch. Yeah, don't, don't feel bad. I don't think anybody on the face of the earth actually knows the rules, but go ahead. Yes, I'm sorry. but there's a limit to how much sports you can consume. Travis, is this factor cap? That is 100% fact. There, there, at least for me, think of it like a computer, right? That I have so much memory and, and capacity to process X amount of information. I got to restart sure. your computer, bro. <laughs> nope, I got room for the NFL. I've got room for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and one other thing. Mm-hmm. And that's up to me what that one other thing is going to be. Sometimes it's college football. Sometimes it could be F1. I had a brief flirtation with F1 during the pandemic, which was awesome. Still enjoy it. It could be hockey. It could be the PGA Tour. But there's only so much you can start putting into the machine before it all. College basketball used to be one of my main things. I haven't watched a college basketball game in 15 years. I just, I just there's, there's just only so many things that you can process. Emily, repeat the question. I want to hear the question again. There is a limit to how much sports you can consume. Okay, this is why it's cap because it depends, Trav. It depends. If you're going to have, as an example, um, I'm not a golf fan, but if there's a Masters and it's a Sunday and it's a close match, I might tune into the Masters. Let me give you another example. World Cup comes around. World Cup is one of the most exciting sporting events. Now, I'm not watching every Premier League. I'm not watching the La Liga. Yeah, I'm not watching some of these, but there's certain times of the year, depending on what the sport is, I I have to make more time for it. You know what I mean? Like there's – I get what you're saying. College football – or college basketball is a great example. March Madness used to be one of the coolest things ever. It really really used to. Now I'm like, all right, when you get to the Sweet 16 – let me know. Or if San Diego State's in it, I'm going to yeah, watch San Diego following. State. Like to, to your example of college pass, and I fall in the same category. Cut him off. Cut his mic off. Cut his mic off. But golf, watching the Masters on a Sunday is not following golf. That's just killing a few hours. I'm talking about consuming World it, Cup. understanding it. I'd be following the World Cup. Yeah, but it's two weeks. Is it two weeks? I think it's two weeks. It's, it's, it's almost a month, a, but a month? yeah, it's there around that time. It's, it's short. I'm talking to kind of chewing on it, understanding it, and having – uh, an educated understanding of what's I going had a on. chance I had a chance to listen to your argument and mine and I I feel really good about what you I said. Ch- you choose yours. That's fine. ESPN <laughs> Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear Hotline. Talk more about Deshaun Jackson and the Rams trying to find a trade partner plus Lakers back at it tonight, Slee. They need a performance, a significant performance in game number 6 of the season. That's coming up next. It's Travis Slee 710 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's a pretty good Monday. Million bucks potentially. Go to see the Rams play a game. It's not bad, Slee. I know that you're much more impressed with the uh, tickets. Well, but that's uh, that's fine. That's going to be the Rams Titans game, right? Yeah, good Rams Titans Sunday night, Sunday football, night prime game. Time. Two squads playing great football. Now that that's that's a that's a really good game there. Quick tweet. This is from uh, Eric Herrera, who writes, Remember when Mickey D's had the cheeseburgers for 39 cents? Trav, you could take down 16 of those back in the day. Not a chance, E. 
I mean, I look, I can eat some McDonald's cheeseburgers. That's actually my go-to item when I go to McDonald's or the McDoubles, which are basically just double cheeseburgers. But, Slee, 16 of them, that's 32 pieces of bread. This should be my that's, go-to meal, the two, cheeseburger, the two cheeseburger meal. Like, even at a young age, I was like, yeah, no, we're looking at perfect. quantity here. Let's not worry about the quality right now. <laughs> How many pieces of bread is that? Are you going to get full? I was breaking it all down. <laughs> ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is proud to support veterans with its annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program, now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles and helping veterans in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. So uh, Sean McVay was just at the the podium. They were talking about the decision uh, that they're going to try. They came to a mutual agreement with Deshaun Jackson to try to find him a new home. Here's the head coach of the Rams, Sean McVay. We are allowing him to, to do things with him. We can do things with him. We are allowing him to, to be able to look into some options for himself. And, um, you know, because of that, we will not have him. He won't play this weekend. Kind of talked about it, but I think really, I think what it boils down to is opportunities that I think he's deserving of and, and the situation and some of the circumstances that surround it. And that's really all I'm going to talk about with regards to Deshaun. Okay, so the, the key word right there, Al, is opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're, the opportunities that he deserves aren't here. Translated, I'm going to take that out of McVeigh speak and put it into we don't need him. We don't throw him the ball, so if he wants to go somewhere else, what do we care? That's kind of what that felt like to me. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting that you put it that way. You're right. If this was one of those, hey, no, this is a key piece. And I don't know, does this happen often in the NFL? You're seven, eight weeks in and somebody's requesting, hey, let's work together on some type of a trade. That seems a little seems a little interesting that this is what Sean McVay is talking about at this stage of the year, just because there's obviously a lot of other things that are much more important. Yeah, there there are other things that are more important for sure. But I think that it is Deshaun Jackson. You know what I mean? That if this Put it to you this way. Let's fast forward five years, and this situation okay. comes up, and it's Van Jefferson that is – it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. It's, it's a footnote on a, on a thing, but because Deshaun Jackson's been around for so long, because the acquisition made a little bit of a headline, because he's an L.A. guy, all of these different pieces kind of add up to, oh, hey, Deshaun Jackson's leaving. It's They're not – I don't want to say this because it's going to sound disrespectful to Deshaun, and I don't mean it like that. They didn't need him. They didn't yeah. use him. They, they hit one big pass to him that was exciting and fun, but it wasn't where – Deshaun Jackson was pulling the entire secondary down the field with them, and these other guys were running wild. They were just running wild anyway, and they do it with Jefferson and Cup and Woods. Breaking news on 710 is brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive through oil change. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and coupons today. All right, so the Lakers sleeve, game number six tonight, and this feels ridiculous to say, mm-hmm. to say out loud. I'm not going to say must win because they have – only played six games they've got 70 some odd left to get through but it does feel important it it feels oddly important because of what happened uh on wednesday night because of the blown 26 point lead because of all of this stuff that's coming up it feels like something that is much more than just the sixth game of the season it's how do you respond to a catastrophe that happened a couple of nights ago yeah and on top of that we had uh lakers had shoot around this morning so there's a a long quote here that i want to read from Dave McMenamin. We're going to do that coming up next. Plus, we'll look at this Lakers team. I feel like if you look at the schedule, if there's ever a time Lakers are going to go on a winning streak, it has to come off of a game where you got embarrassed against the Oklahoma City Thunder. We'll see if it happens. Obviously, the schedule plays to their advantage. Travis and Sliwa Show, 710 ESPN.